welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, hello, River Valley. It's good to see you. You can be seated. Everybody doing good today? Uh, It's good to be in God's house, and I tell you, it is beautiful in Minnesota. It's warmer here than it is in Oklahoma. Come on. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be here. This church is just, uh, wow, an amazing church. Uh, It's hard to believe that 28 years, I mean, you know, it's pretty remarkable. It's the hand of God. Not only are you continuing to grow and reach people and see people saved and delivered and set free and healed and sending missionaries and supporting missions all around the world, one of the leading churches, not just in the assemblies in the, this, this movement, but, but just one of the leading churches in all of America's right here, River Valley, making such an impact and been led by your leaders for all of these years. We honor Pastor Rob, Becca, and your leadership, your integrity. Um, uh, Pastor Rob is just one of the wisest, brightest leaders I know, and I don't just pay him that compliment. I would just keep it to myself if I didn't believe it, but he really is just wise and full of wisdom. I always love to hear him talk in a room because he always has such wisdom and love for the local church and love for pastors. And the thing that I respect the most about your pastors, Pastor Rob and Becca, are watching their two sons watching Logan. I watched the message last week online. You did a great job. That was a great message. You did a great job. And Connor, and how many know to watch your pastor's sons serve the Lord with all of their hearts because they're the real deal. You know what I'm saying? They're the real deal. And so I just honor you. You're my hero, man. I want my kids with me doing ministry just like yours. Yeah, I really do. Well, my wife of 26 years this year is not with me. Uh, She'll be here for conference. She's back home because we've got four teenagers. Somebody's got to keep an eye on things. We've got a 19-year-old. He's a freshman at Southeastern University. We've got a 17-year-old. He just turned 18. Uh, my, my oldest is the far left. My next oldest is eight, 18, senior in high school. And then uh, that's Mr. Cade. And then Miss Karis, she is 16 years old. And then Mr. Case, he is 14 years old. we got four teenagers at one time, it was four kids, four and under. (laughs) And if you're not making any noise, it's because you don't have any kids, because everybody has kids like, say what? I want to dive into our message today on the Holy Spirit, and this is such an important subject as we just dive into this message, and I've got a lot, a lot of scripture I'm going to share with you tonight. I want to teach and preach and really invest and deposit into your heart tonight and you know we we all have these these phones and I I think about this phone and it was it was aggravating today to me because I got my my cord to charge my phone out, out my bag when I left the airport in the in the car because I needed to charge my phone up and because it was running low and then when I got to my room, I realized I left my charger in the car and my phone is running on red. I mean, who knows what I'm talking about, how aggravating that is. You know what I'm saying? You know, how many of you have done this before, like me? I, I, I have 
put my phone on the charger at night. I plugged it in, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and it's, and it's things on red or it's dead. Who knows what I'm talking about? And then you're like, you start with, ah, the connection wasn't good. And I'm so frustrated because my phone is not powered up. It is on red and about to be dead. And I have found that a lot of Christ followers live their life in the red. They're not powered up. They're not full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're not full of the power of the Holy Spirit. We're living our life in the red. And the scripture says this in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love what the Message Bible says. It says it like this. Drink the Spirit of God. Huge draughts of Him. In other words, you should be just continually filled with the power of of the Holy Spirit. You have to stay powered up by just staying plugged into the presence of God, into the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's so interesting as you just study scripture, Jesus stayed plugged in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not select one disciple. He didn't perform one miracle until the Holy Spirit rested on him. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And after the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus, what happens is he then goes into the wilderness. He fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. He's, he's tempted by the devil. And after the 40 days ends, Luke records these words about Jesus in Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. It says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. Jesus came out of 40 days of prayer and fasting full of the power of the Holy Spirit. How do you know if Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit? You and I do. The scripture says this about Jesus, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. I, I think about the early church. The early church had to stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me just show you some verses here. I just want to walk you through Scripture tonight, just the, the importance of being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice this about the early church. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. He says, my, mass, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Romans chapter 15, verse number 19, by the power of signs and wonders through what? Through the power of the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 15, verse number 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with, with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The early church was just filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk but of power. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, for the Spirit of God gave us, gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us 
power. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 5, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Somebody is saying, how many scriptures is this dude going to read? <laughs> one more for now. All right. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, witnesses, witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria unto the ends of the earth. And God wants you and I to be full of the Holy Spirit so that we can be an effective witness everywhere we go. People need Jesus. People need salvation. People need to be healed of brokenness. People need to be set free and delivered from sin. People, our world, needs to experience the power of God. And God's plan is for his power to flow through your life, to flow through my life, to be a witness to a hurting, broken, confused, lost world. And the only way at your workplace, the only way at your school, the only way with your lost family members, the only way that you will be an effective witness is you got to stay plugged in and charged up and filled up with the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can overcome the devil. You can overcome temptation. You can overcome sin. You can live supernatural life with, with this power to be an effective witness everywhere you go. But you and I, we have to stay plugged in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I want to do today. I want to give us three ways the power of the Holy Spirit helps you be a witness. Three ways the power of the Holy Spirit helps you be a witness. Here's the first thought, and that is this. The Holy Spirit's power cleans us up. The Holy Spirit's power cleans us up. So Acts 1 verse 8 says, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness. The Holy Spirit's power is what, what makes you and I a witness to a broken world. Now notice this. This is so key. Notice he's called the Holy Spirit, not the wicked spirit, not the filthy spirit, not the nasty spirit. He's the Holy Spirit, and he makes you and I holy. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to be unholy. He always leads you to be more holy. He always will lead you to be more like Jesus. Somebody said, well, I wonder if the Lord is leading me to do something that the Bible says not to do. No, that's not the, that's not the Holy Spirit. That, 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 that be your flesh. Because the Holy Spirit makes you holy. He, he, he makes you more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit's power cleans us up. And it's so important to understand that you can't make yourself holy. If you try to live holy on your own, you will fail miserably. The Holy Spirit's power, it's, it's the Holy Spirit, his power, that makes you and I holy from start to finish, from inside to outside, from top to bottom. The work of becoming holy is the work 
of the Holy Spirit. And so what you and I have to do is stay plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can become more and more holy, more and more like Jesus, so that we can be an effective witness, so that our lives can look different than the world. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you some more Bibles. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 13 says this, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are always thankful that God chose you to be to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. The Holy Spirit makes you holy. Romans 15, verse 16, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring the good news so that I might present you an acceptable offering to God made holy. How? Not by your own efforts by yourself. No, by the Holy Spirit. First Peter chapter 1, verse 2, God the Father knew and, cho and, and, you cho and, and chose you long ago, and his Spirit has made you holy. And I love this. Notice this. The Holy Spirit makes you holy. Then he says, as a result, you have obeyed him. The Holy Spirit makes you want to obey God. The Holy Spirit doesn't just make you holy. He makes you want to be holy. It's no longer I have to be holy. It's I want to be holy. It's no longer I have to please God. When the Holy Spirit's really working in your life, you want to please God. He changes your have to to want to. You, you want to obey God. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He makes you holy. Then he makes you want to be holy. You, you want to please God. You, you want to honor God. And I think about that with my own life. That, that's my story. I, I grew up in a little small town in Oklahoma called Wewoka. I'm curious at all of our locations, even online, if you know where Wewoka, Oklahoma is, just throw your hand up and wave at me. One person, and they're lying to make me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think everybody, I think everybody should know where Wewoka is located. So I'm going, I'm going to describe it so that you'll know. Wewoka is right by Wilika, Watumka, Sasakwa, Holdenville, New Lima, Bowlegs, and Cromwell. If you know where it is now, wave at me. <laughs> uh, my little hometown, I, I, I gave my life to Christ in a football locker room. I, I, was, I was 17 years old, I was captain of the football team, being recruited to play college football, went on to play some college football, and that night I was invited to a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting in the locker room. And, and that night I pulled up to the high school, but I, I did not go to that football locker room to hear about Jesus. I didn't go because I wanted to fellowship, the fellowship of Christian athletes. I went that night because I heard they were serving pizza. Come on, somebody. Hey, hey, Coop Dog will come for some pizza. So I got in my Nissan Datsun pickup truck with bass speakers in the back. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. And I pulled up to that locker room. I got my pizza. I ate my pizza, and I went in that locker room. I was lost. I had been sexually abused. I was addicted to sex. I was addicted to pornography. I was lying. I was bitter. I was angry. I was hostile. And that night, in that locker room,
Todd Thompson, the former kicker for the Oklahoma Sooners, sat in a chair, spoke in a monotone voice, and he talked about Jesus, that he was the son of God. He had a plan for our lives. He would change our lives. And that night, with tears streaming down my face, I gave my life to Jesus. And I, I, I don't understand it. He, he didn't preach on this. I, I just left, and I was different. I hadn't been discipled. I, I, did, I just I was different, and I want to serve this Jesus. And the first thing I did when I got home that night is I got my cassette tapes with filthy music, and, and some of you don't know what a cassette tape is. Google it. But I had all this filthy music, and, and I want it. I wanted to smash them, and I smashed those cassette tapes because there was something on the inside of me that I wanted to be holy. I wanted to please God. I, I wanted to live for God, and I can just now look at my journey of now over 30 years of living for God. Can I tell you that the work of the Holy Spirit, he makes you holy, and he makes you want to be holy. He makes you want to watch the right shows. He makes you want to put the right music in your ears. He makes you want to have the right friends. He makes you holy and makes you want to be holy. The power of the Holy Spirit, he cleans us up. Number two is this. Number two is this. The Holy Spirit's power fills us up. And it's important to understand that at salvation, according to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And then Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and talks about, in chapter 2, talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this, this second work of grace that's available for every single follower of Christ. And, and we all should just pray, God, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And then, and then there's a next step, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. So first we're sealed, we're saved, we're regenerated, we're born again. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Then there's a second work of grace. We're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then we should all be continually filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18. Just filled and filled and filled and refilled. Can I tell you about this phone here? And you know this. This phone can accomplish so much. I've got my bank statements and bank accounts and transfer money. And I look and see where my family is. 360, Life 360. If you don't have that, parents, you better get it on them teenagers. Praise God. Where are you at? I can do so much. But this thing is worthless. When it doesn't have any power. It, it doesn't do anything. It's ineffective. But when it's powered up, it can accomplish so much. And when you and I are filled up with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can accomplish so much for the kingdom of God. We can give the devil a black eye, but we got to be filled up with the power of the Holy Spirit, and I just got to take you back to the Word of God. I love the Bible. The early church was an effective church. They were effective, effective, effective. Why? 
because they stayed full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me just give you some examples of how much the Bible emphasizes how they were stayed full of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 11, verse 24. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Why does it say he was full of the Holy Spirit? Because it's possible not to be full. Some of you are like, that old boy from Oklahoma is pretty smart. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts chapter 6 and verse 3, brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit. We're not talking about salvation. We're talking about this, just, just staying full of the Spirit of God instead of full of your own flesh and full of the world. He says that he was full of the Spirit and wisdom. You go pick, pick people full of the Spirit and wisdom, and we'll turn these responsibilities over to them. Why does it say choose people full of the Holy Spirit? Because everybody in the church wasn't full of the Holy Spirit. So choose some men that are full of the Spirit. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. And you can read the rest later, but I want you to see he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he talked. Acts chapter 13, verse number 9, Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked at the sorcerer, at the sorcerer in the eye, but before he talked, he, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13, verse 52, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy, Holy Spirit. God, don't let us live life in the red. Don't let us go to work in the red. Don't let us go to school in the red. Don't let us go to the ball games in the red. Don't let us go to the grocery store in the red. God, keep us full of the Holy Spirit so that we can be an effective witness for you. Full of the Spirit. And some of you today at all the locations online, you're you're running in the red. Your spiritual battery is running low. And when you're running low, you start living in the flesh. Instead of living by the spirit, you become ineffective. And I just think about how people's lives just are not attractive when they're not full of the spirit. People, when they're not full of the spirit... Look like they've been sucking on lemons. Come on, you. You, you, you met somebody today at church. Like, what happened to you? Like, we just, we get a bad attitude. We start gossiping. We fall into sin. Like, just we got to stay full of the Holy Spirit so that our life can be attractive to a broken and hurting world. Let me just share some more scripture. Just look at your neighbor and say, I think he might share one or two more scriptures tonight. Go Today, today, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, just tell him, yeah, yeah, I think he might share one or two more to, today. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How does he do this? Catch this, as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's what happens, catch this. You ooze joy and peace 
and hope. And that's so attractive to a hurting world because our world is full of sorrow, it's full of turmoil, it's full of chaos, it's full of dissension, it's full of despair. But when you get full of the Holy Spirit and you're walking around with joy and peace and, and hope, your life is attractive. Romans chapter 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. How? In the Holy Spirit. And when you stay full of the Holy Spirit, your life will overflow with righteousness, and you'll have joy, and you'll have peace. But it's through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. How? with power through his spirit in your inner being. When you and I are staying full of the power of the Holy Spirit, there's a strength on the inside that the Holy Spirit provides. And I tell you, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can go through tragedy and still be strong. You can go through sorrow and loss and still be strong. Come on, I love, my daddy died in November. It's been a tough season. And now my mom and my dad are both dead. I, I preached my daddy's funeral in December. And I tell you, but I still have a strength on the inside. I've been grieving. and Every day is not a great day. But can I tell you, there's still a strength on the inside of me because I'm staying full of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know your life can be be attractive in any season, in any chaos, in any trial, if you'll stay full of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And I remember just getting full of the Holy Spirit. When I gave my life to Christ, I went off to the state of Arkansas to play college football. And I was there for one year and felt like God was calling me into full-time ministry and I needed to get some training in the Bible and theology. And I left there and I went to Oral Roberts University for one semester. It was a great school. I left because I was paying them. I was on a full scholarship the year before and I didn't have a scholarship. I had to pay out of my own pocket. I thought, well, the Lord need to provide something else. Amen. And so I found another college to get a, a Bible degree and also play college football. But at Oral Roberts, I was there and I was working in security, and I was sitting in the parking lot, and I was there to watch the parking lot. And I was in a booth, sitting down by myself, reading my Bible. And it was in that booth, the Holy Spirit touched me. I began to speak in tongues. I began to pray in the Spirit, and, and God just touching me. And then just from then on, just constantly praying, God, feel me. Feel me. Just every, God, feel me. And every day, praying, reading my Bible, praying in the Spirit, God, just feel me. And I tell you, life is not always easy. There are challenges. There are trials. There are ups and there are downs. But I'm telling you, I'm a living witness from sexual abuse to burying my own parents to burying my older brother. I'm telling you, there's a strength and there's a joy and there's a peace on the inside. If you stay full of the Holy Spirit, your life can be attractive. You can have a pep in your step. You can have the joy of the Lord. You can have a peace that doesn't make any sense at all filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Number three is this. There's, there's, there's a third point I want us to see here, and that is the Holy Spirit pours us out. 
He cleans us up. He fills us up. Then he pours us out. And in Acts 1 verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses, notice, in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God says, I want to fill you with power to pour you out in Jerusalem, your city, in Judea, your state, in Samaria, your nation, and the end of the earth, your world. And God fills us full of the power of the Holy Spirit so that he can pour us out to make a difference in our world. In River Valley, God wants to fill you with the power because he wants to use your life. There's a family member that you know, and God wants to use you to make a difference in their life. Some of you have a son or a daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter that's away from God, and God wants to fill you full of the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would be such a witness and a light to them every time you're at a family function. There are people at your workplace that you will see when you go back to work on Monday. In your schools, your friends that don't know the Lord. And, and God wants to fill you up to pour you out. God wants to fill you up and just heard about River Valley kids. I got all excited. I love kids and I love teenagers. And I just think, God fill people full of the Holy Spirit that they would get in the kids ministry and, and Lord they'd go on a missions trip and, and Lord they would serve in, as an usher or a greeter. They would serve with our youth. God fill us full because God you fill us full to pour us out and my prayer is that you would realize God wants to fill you full to pour you out. If you get full and you don't give out that's called being constipated. <laughs> Hi, I'm your friend Herbert. God wants to fill you full to pour you out. I want to share two more verses of Scripture because I want you to see how the power of the Holy Spirit with the early church, he filled them up. They had the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit, so that they could be poured out to make a difference. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. How many know that our world doesn't just need words? They need some power. They need power. They need to see power with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we live. I love this. He says, well, you know how we lived among you for your sake. Because we have the power of the Holy Spirit, deep conviction. You saw our lives. You saw the witness we were. And he says this, you became imitators of, a, of, of us and of the Lord. We had such an impact on you. We had the power of the Holy Spirit with us when we were at work, when we were with you, when we were in your presence. And, and you want, now you're imitating us and the Lord. For you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with a joy given by the Holy Spirit. Paul says, I got full of the Holy Spirit, and it changed the lives around me. He was filled up to be poured out. One more verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Oh, God, let it be so. 
so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And we don't just need human wisdom and philosophy. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to change our world. We need a demonstration of the Spirit's power in our workplaces, in our communities, through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. God wants to use you to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. God wants to use you in the gifts of the Holy Spirit to touch a hurting and a broken and a lost world. Our world is hurting. Our world is dark our world is broken and our world needs to encounter people full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so God, we say, fill us full. God, at every location, we ask you to fill us full. God, at every location, we say, fill us with the Holy Spirit and clean us up. God, fill us up and God, pour us out in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence, I thank you for touching the hearts and lives of people today. I thank you for a church that puts an emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray today that you would fill people full of the Holy Spirit. Have your way at every location. Have your way online. Touch the hearts of people, I pray today. In Jesus' name, amen.